Welcome to Everyday Heroes, the podcast. With each episode, we meet ordinary people who do extraordinary things. Everyday Heroes is brought to you by The Hero Builder, Enlighten Up, and AOS, The Athlete of Significance. Let's join our host as we meet today's Everyday Hero. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Everyday Heroes podcast. We're so glad to have you with us, and we hope everyone is safe and well in this world today. Today is a Wednesday, and on Wednesday, we do a different kind of program. We do a program called the Wisdom Word for Wednesday, and we have a really good time and can engage in some really amazing conversations about words that have to do attributes of character and integrity, words that really set the course for who we are. Because who you are and who you show up in in the world is so much more important than what you are. I'd like to welcome our co-host, Boyd Hamlin. How are you today? I'm doing great today, and uh, I'm looking forward to our word. You know, I think that the words that we have, uh, that we've talked about, the words that we, that we talk about on Wednesdays, it's always good to have a word to live into, to encourage and motivate and inspire us, but it's also good to have a word um, that just, that's just there to drive us. Uh, every day to live into and to live from, and uh, I'm excited about uh, not just you and I being on here today, but we got uh, we got one of the one of the gentlemen that we had on as a, as one of our guests on a podcast. We're well, I'm excited about this. What a pleasure to have him back. We had a wonderful conversation with this young man the other day, and he has such a great message and such a great perception, a of heroes and of just the way he sees the world. So we're really excited to have him with us today to banter this word and enjoy us. So without further ado, we would like to spend some time talking about grace with Drew Gerald. How are you today? I'm doing well, thanks. Thank you uh, both, Stacey and Boyd, for having me. Ah, we're so glad to have you here. I think this is going to be a, a fun word, and I think we're going to come at it from some good perspectives, and hopefully we leave a piece of mind candy in the dish for our listeners today. Something oh, I, I for them to think about. Well, the the few minutes we were on preparing for this, I think there's going to be lots of candy. <laughs> I like it, right? Let's fill up the dish today, shall we? Yes. Yeah. So, so Drew, you're our guest today. How about you kick us off in the beginning? When you hear the word grace, what comes to your mind? Well, right right away, I think um, if we take grace and we look at it archetypally, archetypally in a human form, the person that comes to my mind would be somebody like Princess Diana. So the, the, the grace that I see, we hear grace has stuff about forgiveness. Um, and, and I think the forgiveness that we have in the form of grace is very particular. When I think of, I think of grace, there's a... There's a movement to it. There's a beauty to it. There is a compassion to it. There is a fluidity to it. Whether that shows up in the body, in the gracefulness of movement, or in the way that we treat ourselves and we treat other people. Mm, I really love that concept. I love that definition of grace. As a dancer, I have a very divine appreciation for your concept of grace as a movement and how we flow through the world because that flow is part of your song it's part of the rhythm that you carry and it um 
it's what people remember when you leave is that energy that you leave behind. And so yeah. I think that that grace, I think that grace follows you in your movement, in your words, in your treatment of other people. And of the way that you see the world, I think it affects the lens with which you look through. Yeah, and, and if you think about it, it, we could take, you know, something, again, like uh, forgiveness or blessing or this sort of stuff, and you can do that without grace, right? You can do, I think, I think grace is also an adverb, right? In the sense that you can forgive gracefully, you can love gracefully, you can dance gracefully, you can, you can pray gracefully, you can contribute gracefully. And I think that idea of grace as an adverb has those qualities I mentioned, right? There's a certain beauty to it. You can forgive or be compassionate and not do it in a very pleasant way. Like you could do it in an ugly way, like, I forgive you, fine, okay. You know, that, there's, there's no, you know, that sort of intangible energy of, you know, the divine grace is not there. It's, it's, a, it's, it's absent. So I think that there's certain qualities that come with grace um, that are beyond, you know, when you hear the word grace, when you feel grace, when you're in, in the presence of grace, there's an intangible something. There's a certain intangible, beautiful, compassionate, loving um, fluidity to it. So, yeah, I think that that gr- graceful, being graceful, uh, is can be applied to many things. So, what about the concept that grace is that final step of forgiveness? Right. There's, I think there's a couple of levels to that. When we look at grace in a forgiveness standpoint, when you talk about gracefully in forgiveness. Right, we can accept somebody's apology. And accepting an apology doesn't excuse the behavior or, or the wrong that was committed, but it cleans your side of the street. So you don't spend all day holding on to that because every day you hold it, they win anyway, whatever that is, whatever they are in your life that you need to let go. Then there's that level of forgiveness where you forgive, but you never forget. So it, then you have this new level to pivot for you in how you see that person or that entity or that thing. And then there's grace. And grace is what indiscretion, what, what sin, what, what thing, because that's what we want. Right? We want full grace and forgiveness. Right? We want that gracefully to lay down, not to be picked up ever again. And I think if you finally understand that and are willing to give that, right, right, right to what level is your, your need for grace equal to your willingness to give grace and to be of grace? Well, that's good. That's good, guys. Let, let me chime in here just for a second here. I'm, I'm, I've actually written down a new note just from the conversation that we've had on the word grace, and I do think that it has everything to do with us being an everyday hero to those who are around us. If, if, we, if we don't have this, this word that we're talking about today, it is one that we you, – you can't really strive to have it. You just, you just have it or you don't. And um, what this word says here to me and what you've been talking about, Drew and, and, and Stacey, is grace is inviting. It, it's just inviting. 
um, being graceful, being gracious to yourself towards other people, all of that kind of thing. It, it is, uh, as you said, Stacey, too, how you flow through the world. It's how you move. It, 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 it is, it is uh, kind of like getting – it, it's like the divine grace of God himself us getting in alignment or in rhythm with the beat of grace, as I have uh, very nicely heard a uh, a, uh, a a pastor, the uh, Bishop T.D. Jake say in, in his new one of his newest books called The Crushing, is that we have to get into this rhythm with God and and, and with with His beat, and all of a sudden you find yourself in a space that you've never been before, but it's a space you don't want to get out of either. Because it just it's inviting. It, it, it's just uh, you know I just want to make sure I, th- I threw that in. I do have a question about grace here in just a little bit too on the forgiveness side of it, but uh, I just wanted to throw that two cents in there before uh, the conversation got away from me. I like that, I, Drew. Yeah. You, you shared with us earlier about your concept of grace that you share in some of your teachings. You want to share that with us? Yeah. Well, I think I think that goes perfectly with uh, what you just said, Boyd, is that there is an invitation there, right? So it grace invites you to grace. So, oh, what, you know, when you're gracious to somebody, you're, it's, it's not an energy of pushing them away. It is not a top-down energy. It is not a bottom-up energy. It, it's not even a side-to-side energy. The the invitation of grace, when you're gracious, it, when when I feel into what you, you talked about just now, it's like, it creates an opening. When, mm. when you're in grace, there's an opening that, that creates the space for an invitation, whatever that is. You know, and I, I think that that opening that grace creates, okay, yeah, that opening is a place of stillness and silence that invites self-forgiveness, right? So it's beyond just forgiving mm-hmm. somebody else. It actually creates the space for that person to forgive themselves, and for us to forgive ourselves for the judgment or the blame or whatever that is. So I think that, and, and then it also invites us to be grace, gracious ourselves, to be graceful, you know, the one receiving and giving. And, oh, and I, think, and I think that's perfect, is that grace is simultaneously giving and receiving. Simultaneously. That, yeah, that's that invitation. That's, that's kind of like, yeah, that's kind of like that's kind of like one of the big keys of grace too, isn't it? I think. Oh, I think uh, so. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, you want to elaborate on what you just heard uh, Drew uh, uh, say about grace, uh, Stacey? I love that grace invites you to grace mm-hmm. because we. I think the one we're much more apt to offer grace and to give grace and to display grace to other people than we are to our own self. And I think you have to understand self-grace and that ability to offer that to yourself and invite yourself into that place. 
because then you come at it to other people in a different way. You have a different level of understanding of the word grace if you can offer that to yourself. And I think that's a huge step that a lot of us miss. It's so much easier, right? Just like it's easier to pray for other people than it is for yourself. The very same thing I think holds true with grace. It's much easier for me to flow through with grace and with love and offer that grace to others than it is to offer that grace to myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, well, what it makes me think of, uh, um, yeah, just uh, go ahead, go ahead, Drew. I'll, I'll hang on to my thought here for uh, just a minute. Um, I'm going to give that to you, though, before, before we uh, run out of time with our listeners today. Go okay. ahead. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, and what you just said was very powerful, Stacy, about not giving it to ourselves and giving it to others. In in the work that I've seen and the work that I do with clients, we can't give what we don't already have. And yeah. so I think a lot of people and a, a lot of people who keep grace from themselves, whatever it is, beauty, love you know, whatever that is, they keep it from themselves and then they martyr themselves to give it to other people. Well, you know, most of the time that's a con uh, because you, if I wanted to give you $100, I couldn't give that to you unless I already had $100. If I wanted to give you a car, I couldn't give you the car unless I already owned the car. I had to own the car. I can't give you somebody else's car. I have to own it. And so I think with things like grace, whatever it is, that we're, we're, we're kind of deluding ourselves or we're being a martyr or something else is going on um, unless we give it to ourselves first, right? We have to, lo- you know, you're going to be of the best service when you can love yourself and accept your love and accept love from other people. You're going to be also able to then give that love and share that love to others because, Think about it. You have to when some when you give somebody a gift, there's so much joy that you receive from them unwrapping it and having the joy of receiving their gift. So you you receive when you give to somebody else. And so if if we're giving grace to others but we're not allowing ourselves to receive it, it's the same thing that happens with the other person. So this is how when you give it, you receive it. That's, this is why it's, when I said earlier, it's simultaneous because both of this happens at the same time. You can't, you can't give grace with already, without being in it. I absolutely agree. And what, what a thing to learn, right? One of those moments when you have that light bulb of wisdom and you finally get to the core of that piece of mind candy and you go, I get it. There's so much freedom in understanding that, finally. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I really agree with that, Drew. I, I, I really think that uh, uh, f- full on, it's the, it's the you can't give what you don't have, and you receive when you give. I, I, I really like that uh, thought, too, is that you give when you, when you uh, receive when you give. But it is that whole thing of if you don't forgive yourself first you don't have that for, uh, forgiveness or that grace or whatever for yourself first you really can't give it to somebody else it, it, it doesn't work the other way you know sometimes it you know things in life are a two-way street this isn't this is a one-way street that comes from you to the world from you to other people it's not you give what you want 
you give what you have. And that's a really good dis- distinction of, of, of grace uh, for our listeners today. And then really what it means is uh, what we have been talking about. You receive when you give, and you can't get what you don't, what you, what you don't already have. You have to give it away. You, you give out of what you have to others. And if you have grace, you have it. If you don't, you don't. And uh, that's just a, a little thought that I had on that. It's like, you know what, when you are in a room with someone, uh, a group of people, let's say at a party, at uh, a function or something that uh, maybe you'd, your company has or your school has or whatever, you look around the room, and, and maybe, uh, Stacy, you and Drew both do this too. I do this. I look around the room for the person that is most graceful. I look for the person who's the most inviting to go and um, buddy up with or say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in uh, – I'm getting a conversation with them because I bet they're fun to have a conversation with. I bet that you're going to get in their good graces. <laughs> you're going to yeah, get in their good exactly. graces. That's right. So yeah, what do you guys think about that? We got about oh four minutes left to to, to talk about this. Well, I I want to say I, I really admire that because I think a a, a lot I I spent a lot of time in L.A. in Los Angeles. I, I lived there for about ten years and. I can't particularly <laughs> recommend it as my favorite place to live um, because of actually one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm about to share is what you said is that I think a lot of people that I experienced there didn't do that. They'd walk into a room and they would look for the coolest person or the most important person or the person that would serve them the most. And... You know, they're, you know, it's very narcissistic because they're trying to meet their own needs by using somebody else. So I, I have to say that I never thought of it that way. I'm, I'm sure I do it in, in my own form, but I, I love the way that you said that of you go in a room and who's the most gracious person there? And when I hear that, that feels really good. I, I'm sure maybe at some level, like I plug into like the nice person or someone who's cool that I resonate with or, you know, that I vibe with. But the word grace, like actually saying who is graceful in this room that I would love to share my grace with and enjoy their grace. I, I, I love that. Yeah, that's really good. And, and you know, typically we do, we do walk into a room also on the other hand we walk into the room and all, uh, sometimes we think, who needs what I have? But if you don't have anything, you can't give them anything anyway. <laughs> right. So, so, the, so the first part of it makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? It does. You know, for me, it takes me right back to my life as a dancer. It, I, and I find out as I grow, as I mature, and as I as I grow and as I become this new person in this place I am in my life, I recognize how much impact dancing has on my on my teaching, right, and what I do. Because like you were never in words before, but I think I resonate also to I notice grace in the room. I I, I pick up on it. I notice it. I and it's a it's a I don't want to say an attitude. But almost, it's a tangible energy for me that you pick up that grace. Um, but yeah, thank you for putting that into words because I, like you, I feel like I'm drawn to that in a room more than I'm drawn to energy and light because I think those fade. 
and those chains and those are set up sometimes they're for that very reason, right? Like the green light in the lake just to attract the fish. And I don't want to be the fish. So I think like you, I look for something different when I come into the room, right? What's not going to be retracted from the lake? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, I think we could all use more friends like you do. I'm a bit younger, and uh, I notice a lot with, with the social media stuff. You have all these young people, you know, doing, again, a lot of, I call it L.A. energy, where it's like everybody wants to be somebody and be an influencer and, and do all this stuff. And you don't, I, I think the, the beauty of what you guys are talking about is, is not, I don't want to say this like, a, like an old grumpy man, you know, but I think, I think some of it is being lost or forgotten where we don't have as many reference points or heroes or people to, to show us what that looks like. If you turn on the news, if you turn on the TV and the media, even some of the cinema, there is not the same kind of grace that you saw in, you know, the early 40s, in the 50s, in those early movies. Um, there was a, they, they were a lot more grounded. They were a lot more in their body. They were a lot more graceful. They had a lot more grace back then. And... I think a lot of that has been lost um, for You know, Drew, that's reason. exactly why we started doing this podcast, because that's what we saw was the gap. Is, is that that was missing. Grace was missing. Integrity was missing. Character was missing. It was redefined, and it didn't make sense. Well, I, I love that. So thank you for for doing that because um, it's it's. Go ahead. Oh yeah, no, I was just going to say, you know what? Hey, you know, I really have enjoyed this uh, conversation about grace and uh, uh, your thoughts, Drew. Uh, your thoughts, Stacy. Um, just because it is time for us to wrap up for our listeners uh, until our next wisdom word for Wednesday, Stacy. How would you wrap us up? How would you pull all this together? Yeah, we're we're going to gracefully give that to you because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know I mean pages and pages and pages of notes right in my brain is like a Seven Up glass right now with all the bubbles of fog going down inside of it. Crazy, <laughs> got to be what a Seven Up glass feels like, right? Oh, all those bubbles creeping up. I love it. It's been a beautiful conversation, Drew. Thank you so much for joining us and for sharing us and and just helping us bridge that gap, right? That's missing and, and bring that integrity back and, and grace back. I'm so grateful to you uh, there for, for spending your day with us. So thank you with my heart. Um, so I'm, I'm going to leave us with a call to action. I think that's the only way that we can do this. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you this next week to examine yourself. Look inside you. Is your need for grace and the willingness to give grace of equal measure? And have you offered yourself grace today? We hope that today's show has herified you. Until we meet again, go out into the world and be an everyday hero. Everyday heroes are ordinary people who do extraordinary things. Proud sponsors of Everyday Heroes, the podcast, are The Hero Builder, 
let's make a difference in our youth and build some heroes. Enlighten up. Enlightening your path from where you are to where you want to be. And AOS, the athlete of significance. Coaches don't recruit success. They recruit significance. If you know an everyday hero that we need to talk to, or would like more information on Everyday Heroes, the podcast, or any of our sponsors, you can reach us on the web at everydayheroespodcast.info.